0: The federal government goes and says, oops, 500,000 more people than we had initially, oh, I, the numbers, I don't know, that's how they came out. If you're not making capital expenditures in your company as you're adding on more employees, employees cannot be productive. They cannot be as productive as they were before. The economy is dying. You're adding more people to create fewer goods per capita. That's not a good thing for an economy. Welcome back to another episode of Make Money Count. First, what we're going to talk about is what happened to the CPI number. Like, did it catch us off guard? Were we expecting it to come in lower than the November number? And then we're going to look at the underlying factors that affected those numbers. They are not going away. First off, let's dive into the numbers a little bit. A big component of the increase for the December CPI number was gas prices. I know you didn't feel gas prices going up at the pump. I didn't because they didn't go up from November to December. This is common to any of these stats can reports, right? CPI commonly have what has what's called a baseline effect. Last year when we went from our November number to our December number, gas prices dropped by 13.1% from November of 2022 to December of 2022. So in 2023, it still contributed positively to the CPI number a tune of 1.4% because it didn't go down like it did 2022 because it's a year over year comparison. This isn't causing everybody most of the stress though. So it's just important, a good way to kind of learn about how CPI is calculated. What did cause a lot of stress in that number, go first off groceries. Thank you Canadian supermarket cartel. 5% increase year over year in grocery prices. I guess we can look for the next quarterly reports now from the grocery cartels. Loblaws should have at least a 5% increase in their bottom line profits. So that's great, right? Important to have very strong grocers in the country. (laughs) The next thing that I want to talk about is our shelter costs. So shelter costs in this CPI number had a 6% increase year over year. That's a big increase. And that's because of two main reasons. Number one, rent. We have so many people coming to Canada, and this is a real story that we're going to talk about in a minute, why these numbers aren't getting better. Immigration into our country is at a level we have not seen probably since the 50s, maybe a total number of human beings coming to our country. I don't think we've ever seen it. With this massive influx of people into this country, the demand for accommodations, right? whether it's Workers or students, they need somewhere to live. And that is driving up rent year over year for the CPI number 7.7% increase in rent. That is totally not sustainable. But if you add another 1.2 million people coming into the country in the next 12 months, you're going to keep seeing that number go up. The other problem here is that housing prices have started to go up now. Everyone is expecting rate cuts. Canadians are holding on for dear life to their homes, managing their debt payments, cutting back everywhere. Canadians are cutting back on spending, which is what, you know, they're supposed to be doing. It's what we're supposed to be doing right now because we got to service this debt that we're dealing with because interest rates have spiked up so high. So we've cut back spending everywhere else. The economy is surely, surely suffering. Our housing prices aren't dropping because we're expecting interest rates to fall. So we're holding on to housing. Housing is going up in price right now because that demand is still there there's also all of these people coming into our country the governor of the bank of canada might be a little shocked at just how many people are coming into the country and how the population effect this growing population is affecting items in our economy that he was trying to play with a little bit. He wanted housing prices to come off a little bit with higher interest rates. And that's not happening because we got way too many people coming in. For sure, the governor of the central bank and the minister of finance and the prime minister of Canada all speak. What gets houses built is collaboration between every level of government. Most importantly, the city that the housing needs to be built in. Housing is very much bottlenecked by municipalities. So now that's why you're seeing all these press releases of the federal government giving 500 million bucks to the city of Toronto to hit certain thresholds of creating housing. That's not going to happen tomorrow. And when interest rates are as high as they are, developers and builders aren't really incentivized to build anything regardless of what the city may be trying to do to accommodate them. The cost to build may actually have seen like a temporary drop recently for trades and forming and all of the components that go into building an apartment building. That's probably only temporary. We know that there's this pent up demand. We know that these buildings that are all kind of waiting to come back onto the market are going to come onto the market. When that happens, all these builders and developers are all going to be searching for the same trades. To work, and we don't have enough workers here. Unfortunately, all of these students that we're bringing in to study aren't capable of laying bricks, plumbing a building, or wiring it for electrical. We have a severe shortage in tradespeople who can build buildings, that can build housing. We're not doing anything to bring those people in. I think it comes down to like, there really is no, never mind long term game plan, there isn't a fucking medium-term game plan. It's all short-term reactionary game plan. That is what continues to put us in a worse situation. It's almost as if our country, and most countries in the G7, unfortunately, is being governed like a company that is aggressively monitoring their stock price. What are the things that we can do to torque up our revenue per employee or the number of subscribers we can bring on board? What are the things we can do to make us popular today, to increase the price of our stock today. The companies that are the most successful over the long-term are the ones that have a long-term vision. When Amazon was being built, Jeff Bezos avoided certain metrics of judging the success of his company. He spent more on capital expenditure so that down the road, his company would have significant barriers to entry. It would be extremely productive, but that came at a real consequence To the market capitalization of his company when it was first starting a country needs to be managed with a long-term vision if you recall we did a show at the start of COVID, and the federal government announced they were spending like whatever the number was like 500 trillion gajillion dollars to keep the economy afloat and what they were going to do to keep the economy afloat very very intelligent very long-term minded they were just going to give everybody money just give them money because that was the highest and best use. Actually, I think at the time the comment was, it doesn't really matter how we get the money into the economy, we just have to get it into the economy and it'll all figure it itself out and there's no way it'll cause inflation. At that time, we did a show and I said, we need to spend money on the parts of our country that will help us to become more productive in the future. You need to spend money on education, healthcare, and infrastructure so that your people become more productive, because that makes your country more productive. Increasing the productivity of your workers and your country and your people, these are all really, really special things. These are all things that like, thriving economies and civilizations throughout time have been known for. You're never really known for being a country or the group of people that are kind of constantly eroding in your ability to produce things in an effective manner which brings me to one of the things i want to talk about population in canada if you maybe thought that tiff macklin and justin trudeau were mortal enemies you could you could not maybe be faulted for thinking that right now then tiff macklin's job is to get inflation under control and to try to get canada on a kind of stable growth course of two percent on an annualized basis, right? That's what we want to see two percent kind of year over year gdp increases we want to see cpi being relatively close to that we want to see a nice kind of operating economy well if justin trudeau wanted to kind of throw a twig in the spoke of uh, in the spokes of tiff macklin's bicycle what he would maybe do is like throw in a whole bunch of human beings into the mix Like open the floodgates up over the last year, Canada got 1.2 million new people, new students, new temporary workers, new everybody's. Do you know that Canada has a growth rate of over 3.2% from 2023? And honestly, it's bizarre because all the places that are growing the fastest are the places that you wouldn't want to be. Canada would be kind of just tied with Uganda with a 3.2%. Uh, annual increase in population. So we would be about number eight on the list of countries in the world as far as population growth rate. This wouldn't necessarily be bad if we had the infrastructure to accommodate the people we already have. Infrastructure can mean many things, right? It can mean the roads that you drive to get to work or school. It can mean the subway that you want to take and not get stabbed on when you want to leave your house and go downtown it can mean the lack of subways in some cities altogether like maybe Toronto should we shouldn't even complain cuz we do have a subway the hospitals that you have to wait in an emergency room for 24 48 hours the number of stories as to how our infrastructure is failing us are not limited to a handful they weren't limited to a handful 4 years ago when we didn't Have the fastest growth rate, if any G7 number for sure, when we weren't the eighth fastest growing population in the world. One of the problems is showing up right now, and it's going to appear in that CPI number. And I'm going to explain to you how. Employment is a very important component of how an economy is performing. And the Bank of Canada said that they wanted to see our unemployment rate increase. Canada continues to. Add human beings to the country through its immigration policy, and when we're dealing with inflation, we need. That means that the people that are working in our country are also dealing with inflation. Right? We all work in the country. We all need to make a wage in the country, and all the prices for all the things we need to buy are increasing. So we demand to be paid more. Wage increases in Canada are increasing at like four to five percent over the last couple of years, over the last kind of year or two. That's contributing to inflation because it's contributing to the increase in the cost of servicing and producing goods. As employment costs increase, you would expect that your employees would become more productive. But just like a company, if you're not spending money, in a company you call it CapEx, right? If you're not making capital expenditures in your company as you're adding on more employees, Employees cannot be productive. They cannot be as productive as they were before, right? If you have a factory operating at peak efficiency and it has a hundred workers and you have one line and you add another hundred workers in without adding another line, the productivity of each of those workers is going to go by down by a factor. If it was perfectly efficient before and you need another line, maybe that factor is 50%. In the case of our economy, it's not going to be that simple. It's not going to be that pronounced, but it's going to be a problem. And in the case of our company here, which is Canada, we're not spending any money on healthcare. We're not spending money, money on education. We're not adding any money on infrastructure. So the employees that we're bringing in and we're paying more to are becoming less productive. Then we look around and we say, well, everyone else is gonna have the same problem. The problem's gonna be worse here because we have unions. So Canada, about 30% of our workforce is unionized. United States 10%. About 10% is unionized. So congratulations Canadian unions, you've done a very good job of getting into the employees of our country. And now those employees have these kind of, you know, collective bargaining agreements. They need to be paid more, right? Like inflation's a problem people need more money in order to live, those unions are doing what they are paid to do. They are fighting for their workers to be paid more. Those agreements result in long-term contracts with annual escalations, and that's driving the cost of our workers. The price, the input price of workers into our economy, higher. So we drive the input cost higher, but we haven't done anything to help those people become more productive, so the productivity drops. You know what that means? The economy is dying. You're adding more people to create fewer goods per capita. That's not a good thing for an economy. I don't know because I don't really believe in any of the stats that we get where, where it says like, Canada needs three and a half million homes by the year 2030 because the goalposts keep moving. Some of these stats are created a year ago, how much housing we need, and then the federal government goes and says, oops, we actually let in 500,000 more people than we had initially, oh, uh, the numbers, I don't know, that's how they came out. That's gonna change how many houses you need. The previous number of ha- new housing that we planned on creating or we had hoped to create, well, that was not attainable anyways. So now the new number is also going to be unattainable. It'll just be more unattainable. So, I mean, I think that's a part of politics, revising already unattainable numbers explaining in the least coherent manner possible why nothing is being achieved while simultaneously handing out money so that you can keep getting elected and i don't think it's working i love the comments on the on youtube we'll get some great emails from people that listen on spotify thank you shout out spotify listeners the youtube comments have been great on some of these so i'd love to know what you think am i becoming like way too right-wing like i always thought of myself as politically agnostic now i just i see these problems coming up and they're going to be worse than the problems we're facing right now i believe a government should be the custodian right you're being tasked with managing this instead you're getting what the quick fix is you know like the liberal government is one of the most widely recognized brands in the world people associate it just with canada the logo for the liberal party is the canadian flag and the liberals are responsible for bringing in 1.2 million people this year i wonder you know very likely those people will vote for the liberal party both my parents immigrants to this country it's kind of commonly known that new immigrants are going to vote for the liberal government that helped them get here, help them build a new life for themselves, a better life from the country that they came from. I just think that the longer we keep doing that without creating actual substance in our economy, the worse we're going to be in the future. When you're on an airplane and it's crashing, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on before you help your kid. You can't help somebody if you yourself need oxygen. If we're just bringing a whole bunch of people onto a sinking ship, I I sincerely hope that's not the case. Like, I think Canada's got a lot of amazing things going for it. I just think that we need a plan and that plan has to be centered around strengthening our country's infrastructure, right? Spending on technology and nurturing small businesses and getting our healthcare where it needs to be. I think we're in this for a little bit. All right. That's it. I'm done. Long rant today. I feel like we needed it though. If it's your first time here, please hit like, subscribe, leave us a comment. We love the comments. The next show we'll take from the comments, especially if the comment is, hey, what's going to happen with interest rates and housing prices?